Skin Hands, brought to you by the Irish Sun, follows the 40-year story of Ireland's most feared... Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Prime family. They build their lives on the bones of our children. It's just wrong. You think it's an exaggeration till you see the CCTV. And you see this well-armed well-disciplined group of people coming in with Kalashnikovs. And you realize at that stage, things will never be the same again. This is, this is a milestone. Brought to you by the Irish Sun. Listen to the Kinahans wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, the Irish Sun newspaper today released the first episode of a new Irish true crime nine-part podcast series called The Kinahans, which tells the story of Ireland's most feared crime family. Hosted by the Irish Sun's Damien Lee, it features many contributors, including top guardy and relatives of victims of the Hutch Kinahan feud that claimed 18 lives. Stephen Breen is crime editor with the Irish Sun, and he's a significant contributor to the podcast too, and he joins me now as the podcast goes live. This couldn't be more timely, could it, with the recent acquittal of Jerry the Monk Hutch for the murder of David Byrne at the Regency Hotel in February 2016. And I know you're really familiar with this aspect of the Hutch Kinahan feud. Can we step back for a moment to what kicked all of this off, the murder of Gary Hutch in Marbella in 2015? He'd been thick as thieves with the Kinahan for years. So why was he killed by his former associates? Yeah, I think it's important for your listeners to remember that in 2008, the Spanish police initiated an investigation in cooperation with the Gardaí and the Dutch police in relation to the Kinahan Organised Crime Group. And they were concerned about the level of influence that the Kinahan Organised Crime Group, who they classed as the Irish Mafia, were having in southern Spain because in 2008, uh, Paddy Doyle, a Kinahan enforcer, had been shot dead uh, by the gang. And there were concerns that the group was bringing in lots of shipments of drugs, weapons, and also killing people too. But at that time, when they were conducting surveillance on the gang, they classified Gary Hutch as Daniel Kinahan's best friend, as second in command to Daniel Kinahan uh, in the Costa del Sol. So, and it showed that Gary Hutch had a senior uh, position within the organization also showed that Gary Hutch was best friends with Freddie Thompson, a very senior, uh, significant player in the Kinnan organisation, and they were living together and socialising together. So Gary Hutch had, had a key role. Gary Hutch was also the nephew of Jerry the Monk Hutch, who was a very uh, notorious figure within organised crime in Ireland o- over the last 30 years. But, you know, like all these criminal organisations, um, paranoia often creeps in, and Gary Hutch had invested 
money that he earned from his own criminal enterprises in, in a, a number of uh, raids. And with the Kinahan organization, because at that time the Spanish had identified that they had a lot of uh, money laundering initiatives underway, such as property in Liechtenstein and Brazil and Cyprus and, and other uh, different countries. So Gary Hutch invested the money. He, As the years went by, he didn't see any returns on the money, and he kept putting pressure on Daniel Kinahan in, in 2014 and was asking about where is, is his money, where are the profits. And when they didn't emerge, uh, Gary Hutch recruited a hitman to try and kill Daniel Kinahan outside his apartment in Marbella in 2014. That failed uh, because an innocent boxer who, who Kinahan was, was representing at the time, Jimmy Moore, was shot and seriously injured. So that led to, to Kinahan then um, obviously uh, taking action against Gary Hutch and a number of meetings were held between the, the Hutch family and the Kinahan representatives in the hope that some kind of truce could be agreed compensation was then paid to Daniel Kinahan over that shooting, but the suspicion by the guards is that Kinahan reneged on that deal that they had secured with the Hutch family, and Gary Hutch was shot dead in September 2015. And that kicked off the feud that has claimed 18 lives subsequently. Come on then to the hit at the uh, hotel in Dublin and what happened at the Regency in February 2016. Were the Kinnans that naive that they could just go there with this boxing event and perhaps not expect something to happen? I think there was certainly an arrogance there um, among uh, the Kinnahan organisation. During that boxing weigh-in, you had people like Daniel Kinnahan there, you had people like Liam Byrne and Sean McGovern, who've all been named in the High Court as senior Kinnahan players. They were all present. Um, You also had, uh, in uh, November 2015, you had an attempt by the Hutch gang to target two senior members of the Kinahan organisation, but that ultimately failed. So obviously there was an arrogance there. Daniel Kinahan felt safe uh, to be in Dublin at that time. We also know that in the week leading up to the Regency, you had Daniel Kinahan trying to arrange a meeting uh, with Jerry Hutch. Um, obviously he would have been concerned because he would have known the capabilities that the Hutch faction had. He would have known Jerry Hutch's long-standing association with organised crime and in the week before the Regency Kinahan had, had tried to speak to Eddie Hutch to facilitate a meeting with Jerry Hutch but Jerry Hutch by that stage had, had believed that the feud had gone too far and so there was no meeting and then obviously just a few days later the Hutch uh, hit team stormed into the Regency and, and shot dead uh, David Byrne but obviously their target at that time and during that criminal enterprise was uh, Daniel Kinahan but he escaped Had they killed Daniel Kinahan. Now, this is pure conjecture at this stage. Would that have made a difference to what kicked off subsequently and all those lives that were lost? Obviously, people would say that Daniel Kinahan has led this feud because he's someone who has a huge ego and someone who has the capabilities and the resources to recruit people to the organisation to wage war on the Hutch faction. I even think if he had been murdered that day, obviously the, the, the group would have been somewhat uh, struggling to, to, to get people to their ranks. But, you know, you're dealing with his, his father as well, Christy uh, the Dapper Don Kinahan, his younger brother Christopher, you know, both named as senior figures within this criminal organisation. So I don't think they would have let that go. And I think there would have been still further bloodshed because you did have other people like Freddie Thompson, who is now serving life for murder, but he had been down this road before he was involved in the Crumlin Drimna feud. So obviously it would have impacted on the organisation because 
the belief was that Daniel Kennan was de facto leader of the organization in place of his father, but I don't think his father would have let that go and would have insisted on the organization waging war against the Hutch uh, organization, their associates and indeed uh, their family members. Let's have a listen to an excerpt from the podcast. And here we have a mother from the Tala area of Dublin called Annette, who lost her son to drugs. Yes, he was a heroin addict. Let's hear what she has to say. I'll never forget the ice, these eyelashes, because obviously he's been in a freezer. And you're looking at this child that you loved so much, that you tried so hard to save time and time again. And it's all over. There's nothing you can do for him. And I have to tell these two outside that their brother is gone. It's difficult to listen to that poor woman, Stephen, isn't it? So Annette is just a normal uh, mother from uh, Tala in, in southwest Dublin. She's someone who um, has been quite vocal in her opposition to drugs. Um, the reason that she did speak out um, against the criminal organisations who are bringing drugs into Ireland is because she lost her son. Um, to heroin addiction and she's blaming the, the criminal gang to bring the drugs into the country um, for, for having a, a, con- a contributing factor to her son uh, losing his life and um, she speaks very uh, poignantly she, fe- she speaks very well and um, about her son she's clearly someone who uh, is grieving for the loss of her son but you know obviously she's, she's looked into this and she is blaming, you know, the, the criminal organisations who profit, as she says, from people's misery. And there were so many other innocent victims, too, who lost their lives in this feud. It was mm-hmm. it, it, terrible when you when you just look at it in pure numbers-wise and those who were injured, etc. You know, you, you have to think about the innocent people in this. Obviously, the Kinnahan cartel didn't care about who got in their way. For them, it was all about revenge, paranoia, and obviously money and power. But... You know, when you look at Martin O'Rourke, a 24-year-old father of three, who was just going about his daily business that day when a Kinahan hitman was dispatched to the north inner city to target a Hutch associate, that Kinahan hitman opened fire. And in when he did open fire in a reckless manner, Martin O'Rourke was shot and killed and leaving behind these three young children, leaving behind a, a partner and a very uh, grieving family. They were completely devastated. I interviewed them a few times. And they were just heartbroken that an innocent person could be caught up in this mayhem. And then, of course, you, know, you, you have to think about and remember Trevor O'Neill. Trevor O'Neill was on holiday with his family, his kids as well. They were just going about any uh, uh, any activity that any other family would do. They happened to be walking on the same street that a, a, a member of the Hutch family was also walking on. And the Kinahan sent a hitman to Spain to target him. The hitman opened fire, of course, missed his target and shot dead Trevor O'Neill. And I remember interviewing Trevor's widow, and she said, I don't have to tell my children what happened to their father because they were there, they witnessed it. And it's just heartbreaking to think that innocent people could be caught up in this. And then you go to December 2016, Noel Kerwin just shot in front of his partner uh, just a few days before Christmas. And during a court case of someone connected to the guy, and that the court heard that the only reason he was shot is because he was photographed beside Jerry Hutch at the funeral of Eddie Hutch. So lots of innocent lives caught up in this. It took time for the Gardaí to get to grips with this and they eventually jailed so many. It appears now that the feud is at an end. But Stephen, is it over? Is the feud over? Is it finished? Is it done with? I remember speaking to a former assistant commissioner, Pat Leahy, who said his belief is that this feud will never be over. Obviously, there haven't been any people killed 
uh, since uh, 2018. The, the Garda National Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau have done a fantastic job in dismantling various subcells who were recruited by the Kinahan cartel, the target members of the Hutch crime group, and also uh, anyone associated with uh, the, the Hutch family. We have over 70 members of the Kinahan group now behind bars. People are, are also serving uh, time for murder, for participating in an organised crime gang, but uh, for directing the activities of an organised crime gang. But it also shows that despite the successes, that there are still you know, young people out there, and, and this could pass to a generation where you know, someone who was young at the time when, when a loved one was killed may seek revenge in the future. Um, and lot, obviously, the, the Kinahan cartel are very toxic now because you have the, the Americans um, issuing the $5 million rewards for information. So will, will criminals want to you know, uh, take up their offers of, of work to target the Hutches? So it is... Um, the North Inner City is in a better place now, and I spoke to a few independent councillors there as well. He would say that, but there's still a concern that someone, you know, could pick up a gun at any time, and it could kick off again. But but thankfully that hasn't happened for the last five years. And of course, Jerry Hutch is a free man now. Who knows where he goes or what follows him? Jerry Hutch could go anywhere. He's a free man. He still has his own passport. He has connections to the the Costa del Sol. He has connections to Lanzarote, and even in December 2015 in, in Lanzarote, the, he, he uh, cheated death when, when two Kinahan uh, contract killers were sent there to, to kill him. But he has connections to the north, he has connections to the UK, and indeed across Europe. Uh, so you know, he, he could really uh, do what he wants. Obviously, he's very cunning and he, he's very intelligent and shrewd, so it's it, it's up to him what his next move is. Does he feel safer in Dublin because of the recent successes that the guards have had against it, the Kinahan cartel hit teams? Or will he feel safer um, in Spain? So really, it's his decision, but we all keep a close eye on it. Stephen Breen, Crime Editor with the Irish Sun, thank you so much for joining me on this day when the podcast goes live. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks for your time. Yes, episode one of The Kinahins, a new Irish true crime podcast, goes live this very day. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts or on Spotify or Apple. A nine-part series not to be missed. The Kinahins, brought to you by the Irish Sun, follows the 40-year story of Ireland's most feared crime family. They build their lives on the bones of our children. It's just wrong. You think it's an exaggeration till you see the CCTV. And you see this well-armed, well-disciplined group of people coming in with Kalashnikovs. And you realise at that stage, things will never be the same again. This is, this is a milestone. Brought to you by the Irish Sun. Listen to the Kinahans wherever you get your podcasts.